Do you ever feel like you're always on? What do you do when you need a moment to chill? How would you like to hit the reset button to get ready for what's next? These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nothing but nonstop hustle all the time. Sometimes you just need a moment to turn off and hit reset, and that's when you can reach for Coors Light. It's made to chill. Look, it's summertime. Transfer window is coming up. It's gonna get crazy. So if you ever just wanna, again, take a step back and relax, read the transfer rounds, read the gossip rumors, grab a Coors Light. It'll be perfect companion for all those transfer merry-go-rounds. There's only one beer out there that's literally made to chill, and that's Coors Light. The mountains on the bottles and cans even turn blue when the beer is cold. That way you always know when it's time to chill. When you need to hit reset, just open a Coors Light. It's mountain cold refreshment made to chill. Now that it's finally hot in Minnesota, I'm going to be looking for an easy beer to drink, and Coors Light is perfect for that. It's lagered, it's cold filtered, and it's cold packaged. It's, again, made to chill. It's crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies perfect for a moment to unwind and so when you want to hit reset reach for the beer that's made to chill get coors light in the new look delivered straight to your door with drizzly or instacart coors brewing company golden colorado and as always celebrate abner maris is a world champion boxer olympian sports commentator and most importantly dad to two little girls beloved by abuelas the hardcore fans alike abner is a pro at entertaining the world both in and out of the ring. On Blue Wire's new podcast, On the Hook with Abner Mars, we'll hear from Abner and his family, fellow athletes, and other people who made him the boxer and the man he is. They chat about topics like the state of boxing, Abner's journey from a kid on the streets to boxing champ, sports, music, culture, and family life, and just being a husband and a girl dad. Listen to On the Hook with Abner Morris whenever you get your podcasts. Episodes in English out on Tuesdays and episodes in Spanish out on Wednesdays. Hi, this is Ruben Loftus-Cheek. I'm Pat Nevin. I'm Mason Mount. You're listening to the London is Blue podcast. All right, Chelsea fans, welcome back to another episode of the London is Blue podcast. Can't mess up the intro. That's right. I'm your host, Brandon, joined by Nick and Dan. And if you don't get that, you should listen to the entire episode once in a while. You might enjoy it. Uh, Gentlemen, we are back number four of the week. I know some people on Discord were like, oh, it's too much. It's like, look, if you can't listen to it all, you can't listen at all. Because then there's the other side who are like, can you do seven in a week? And we're like, no, we absolutely (laughs) cannot. So here we are, number four of the week. Um, It's going to be the Sheffield United match preview. I don't know, Dan. Are you going to make it through number four? It's been a long I'm, week. There's a lot's I'm happened. Here. I'm ready. I'm, I hope you're more than just I have my here. caffeine. I'm good Uh-oh. to go. Oh, well, you didn't tell me you took your uppers. <laughs> I mean, look, I know Nick also is imbibing on the caffeine this week pretty hard. So, you know. Quick, that's look. That's the way it is. Someone else is worse. <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly made of caffeine at this point. So, uh, I'm, I'm no Steve Kornacki, though. That guy. Incredible. Hero. Hero. All right. Well, this episode, no guest, uh, just us per usual. It's tough to get a guest on a Thursday night. <laughs> in the, At 9 in the, o'clock Central. Yeah, yeah. it uh, limits our options, but that's all right. I think we're going to have a good one. Um, obviously, we're going to be touching on Sheffield's shocking run of form, um, or maybe not shocking, depending if you take the pre-COVID or post-COVID Sheffield of last season. Uh, we're going to talk about what challenges Lampard faces with the lineup I've been talking about this for a little bit, so we'll continue to ring that alarm bell. And then we'll talk about the predictions on starting 11, score lines, and we'll do our three reasons why Chelsea might win. 
and three reasons why we might drop points. So uh, starting off with taking a quick look at Sheffield United, uh, no relation to Gabriel uh, in our Discord if you know him, but uh, so far they played 7-1. How many? Nil. Did not see that coming. Six losses. Uh, they have gotten three goals, conceded 10, no clean sheets. Uh, Dan, this is a Sheffield that I'm not familiar with, uh, especially after their emphatic start to their Premier League campaign after getting promoted the year before in the championship. Um, Chris Wilder's side is, I mean, just they've played some good teams, but they've also played some bad teams and still refuse to get a result. Well, I mean, if we think about some of the teams that they've played, so far this season, they started off the season with Wolves, uh, a top six team at the end of last season. They played Aston Villa, a one world beaters. Aston Villa. Well, they played Aston Villa. Aston Villa wins a narrow game, leads, plays them, and gets a I think a pretty good result. A, you know, one nil victory. Arsenal beat them two one. They draw with Fulham, which is probably the worst result on this fixture list. They yeah. lose to Liverpool 2-1, but they actually, I think, played a pretty strong game. And, you know, if not for a little, you know, give me uh, from from the officials, probably ends up a draw. And then they really, outside of Kyle Walker kind of pulling off a pretty impressive shot, really limited City in that mm-hmm. match. And so I, I do think the results in general that we've seen from Sheffield United are what you might expect from a team that lost what I would argue was their best player last season in Dean Henderson, who went back to Manchester United. They've had to replace him with Aaron Ramsdale and a team that you know, is really you know still trying to figure out who they are, Nick, you know, after some of these changes and after really an interesting start to the season for them. Yeah, I mean, this is their their results do not necessarily show the kind of team they are. I mean, some of these results are way better and just didn't kind of break their way. I mean, if you watched any of the City game last week, which was the early game, you'd know that they pretty well controlled City in and around the box. There was not a whole lot doing there, and that's why Kyle Walker from outside the box had to put one inch perfect uh, past Ramsdale. I mean, this one... I'm far less confident in, I will say, than Burnley, which is an objectively terrible team uh, that that we just beat up on last weekend. Th- this one's going to be a harder-fought match, I think. And look, I mean, Chelsea's on a really good run. I'm not saying you know, we're going to lose to them or anything, but like th- comparing this to Burnley or comparing it to some of these other teams that we played, Sheffield United, Sheffield United are, are a much better team than those teams overall. Their record doesn't show it. Okay, well, um, statistically speaking, uh, you know, they, they've got 0.43 goals per match. We're at 2.29. So I think that that is like just a good example that we are knocking them in. They aren't. To your point, their worst loss is by two goals. Everything's tight, right? It's one way or the other. Um, so they haven't really been blown out. They're in every match. Um, we're creating a lot of chances, right? 85 shots. They're sitting at 8.59, right? So we know we're going to get chances against the Sheffield team. They're giving up chances. We just have to make sure we stay clinical. And a big part of that is who's in our team, which we'll get into in a little bit. So, um, But the fact that they have yet to keep a clean sheet is a good sign for Chelsea. Mm-hmm. 
10 conceded in seven matches is, is obviously not great. Um, Brandon, there's another interesting stat in there when you look at just the, the lay of the land. So Sheffield have scored three goals in the Premier League this season. So one against Liverpool, one against Fulham, and one against Arsenal. Two of those were penalties. They have scored one goal from open from play. open play. They've hit the woodwork. That is a massive concern when you think about the fact that they've only been able to put 18 shots on target, 59 shots overall across their first run of matches. You know, while they have been good-ish defensively from not conceding a, a ton um, or conceding in, in very narrow chances, they're doing nothing up front at the moment, which is going to be the, the real area where we actually have done a really good job at restricting high-quality shots and have carried that over. And now that we've had improved defenders and improved goalkeeping, it, it's going to be really... That's where I, I, I think, Nick, I see the biggest challenge for Sheffield in this match is that they have no... You know, even after signing uh, Brewster from Liverpool, you know they they've got a couple of players that could score a goal. Lundstrom is in this weird situation mm-hmm. where he's not playing a ton because they want to extend his contract, but he's not necessarily looking to do that. So he hasn't been starting in matches. Like all of this is pointing to a really back, you know, defending ten behind the ball, and where we're gonna have to like try to find a way to force something through. But real quick, because. This is why stats are fun. They have created seven big chances. We've only created six. So to that point as well, they can't just convert. That's the thing. They are creating some chances. They just do not have the quality to finish as well, Nick. So, again, stats are ridiculous. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree with Dan's sentiment. I mean, they've always kind of led with defense, right? I mean, that, that shouldn't be a shock if you watched them play last year. Um, this was not a free-flowing uh, style of football, but it was an effective style of football. Clearly, they whooped our ass 3-0 after the, after the break, and it wasn't really even that close, if we're honest. That was, that was a really disappointing day for Frank Lampard. So I, I think there is probably some, some justified concern about this one because they are, you know, they're, they're one of those teams that has such a set formation. They play essentially a, a three-back uh, wing-backs. And um, it's not like a 3-4-3 three, three in the way that you, we used to play under Conte. It's kind of like a 3-5, a you know, like 2-1 where they have really tight, um, uh, really tight like tens, I guess. But, but they're really not even that creative. It's, it, is, it is meant to, to stifle you and not to create a whole lot. And so... I think there are opportunities to to uh, to exploit that system, but we're just gonna have to be smart about how we do it. And you know, I think one of the things is, is we is we talk about you know potentially how we transition to this is going to be, you know, we, we've been on a crazy run of matches now for you know since the last international break. We've basically played every three days. So there's going to be a lot of tired legs in our team. We're going to have to be really smart about who we play. All right. Well, I think we pretty much touched on a lot of the stuff when it comes to Sheffield's way. Obviously, it's not really our forte. Uh, They do have an injury update posted uh, on Thursday. It said um, uh, from Chris Wilder, quote, we're okay in terms of health, just the usual bumps and bruises. Really good to see John Fleck and Lise Mousset back on the grass this week. It's a boost for everybody to have those two nearing return, end quote. So, 
they're only getting stronger. Uh, Jack O'Connell, though, potentially the best defender out for a lot of the season. Um, and Ethan Ampadu is ineligible to play because yep. of the loan agreement. I, so, I misspoke on the formation, by the way. Sorry, before we move on. It's, it's a back it's five, more, right? Yeah, it's more like a five back yeah. with a three in the midfield and like an offset striker pairing. So I got I got confused. That's my fault. Yeah, yeah they, they, they do a lot of the overlapping backs. So, yeah. and, you know, so I, I think that they have had a, a they, they did buy some reinforcements in that area. So, you know, what most likely you're you're going to see is on the left. Like it's going to be to be a big day out for Ben Chilwell. It's going to be a big day out for Reese James and Reese James got played pretty, pretty much off the pitch last time he played um, by Sheffield. I mean, the whole team did not. So not Reese independently. But I think that's where with what we've seen to start this season, we definitely upgraded in areas that we got exposed in last match against them. Yeah, look, they're, you know, they, they like to overload a side, to your point with mm-hmm. those overlaps, they like to create imbalances, they like to switch the play of attack, uh, and they hit early crosses in. We saw that a lot last season. They hit some deep angled crosses, but it goes in, you know, well into the box. Um, it's kind of funny if you look at who scored and kind of their strengths and weaknesses, right? They're weak. They're very weak at defending counterattacks. Good to know. They're very weak at finishing their scoring chances. Good to know. They're terrible at defending set pieces. They're te- terrible at defending against skillful players. They're terrible at defending against attacks on the wings. And they're not very good at possessing the ball. So it sounds like a pretty good ingredient uh, list for Chelsea when you're looking to exploit a team like this. And if they're just not clicking, you know what? And it's kind of been an interesting season, right? Because normally you're like, oh, they're due, right? Sheffield haven't won in the season yet. They're due. Not right now. The way this season's been going, the teams are struggling, just are struggling. They cannot get out of fifth gear. They are still at the starting line. They have not started their engines and taken off yet. And so I'm only hoping, you know, fifth that gears, they need... Fifth gear is uh, a pretty high gear, by the way. Well, you know... Low RPMs, first right? Gear. So you start in first. They haven't gotten out of first. <laughs> For those of you that drive manual, punch the clutch. Um, and, and so I'm just wondering if they're, you know, going to need another international break to kind of get it together or what. But that just seems to be the theme. You know, I say that and I'll probably get, you know, smacked in the mouth by Sheffield and they'll, they'll come at us. But it's just the way things have gone right now. It's like when it's going bad, it's only going worse for teams. And they don't really seem like they have a threat to counter us it feels like a bit of a sophomore slump for them right now just to be honest i mean they had a again their system last year carried them and their effort carried them they are a hard team to play against you remember that we were up 2-0 in the 83rd minute at stanford bridge and they claw they clawed it back 2-2 right this is a this is one of those teams that you really don't enjoy playing it's just that to your point brandon they have not done a good job of converting the chances that they've created for themselves. And thus, if you play a defensive system and you're not clinical on the other side, it's tough to win matches. And I think that's where they're at. All right. Well, again, we're no Sheffield experts, but we're just kind of giving some context uh, ahead of the game on the Sheffield side as we flip it over to the Chelsea side. But real quick before we do that, we are going to take a a very short ad break. Uh, Thank you to these financial sponsors for supporting the show. Uh, And when we get back, it'll be all about Chelsea recent form predictions how we can win how we can lose be right back even though sports had a break your business didn't you have to keep moving and that makes hiring more important than ever indeed is here to help indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because indeed gets you the best people fast 
Unlike other job sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time and there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the most important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. It's a lot. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through December 31st. 2020 has been hard enough. And you know what? Worrying about your routine for taking care of business below the belt shouldn't have to be one of those things you're concerned about. Thankfully, our friends at Manscaped are making your life simple, and they're going to allow you to turn your bathroom with a snap into your very own private. This is the exact copy from the text. Dong Salon. You know, they're, they're concerned about your bangers and mash. They don't want it to look like a mess. You know, they don't want it to be the worst get it bangers and mash and worst anyway they just released their products in the uk canada and australia the lawnmower 3.0 trimmer offers a replaceable ceramic blade with the advanced skin safe technology that helps reduce grooming accidents that's plus waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower and for up to 90 minutes hopefully not all in one sitting and they also released their shears 2.0 nail kit which is the perfect add-on for their lawnmower 3.0 trimmer their perfect package pun intended comes with two free gifts and other liquid formulations to help complete your ball trimming routine these formulations are all vegan cruelty free dye free sulfate free and paraffin free if you know what all those are to keep your yes this is in the text too disco stick in good hands Look, you're probably thinking about it. You know, you want to keep yourself smelling fresh. You've got the crop preserver for keeping the odor to a minimum downstairs. They've got a crop reviver toner that is spray on for the jewels. And then they've also got a foot duster deodorant. So good, you can even reduce the odor of the dirtiest feet. All these things sound great. And you know what? They got a code for our listeners. London is blue. It's a 20% off free shipping at manscaped.com. And so, you know, if you want to protect the package and not uh, not have it be the worst, uh, go hit it up now. Manscaped.com. Use the code LONDONISBLUE for 20% off plus free shipping. Okay, flipping the script over to Chelsea. Uh, I think we're all pretty familiar with the results as of right now. Obviously, most recently, thumping Ren thanks to VAR uh, very largely. Uh, the the clean sheet run of five is still alive. Uh, the win streak of three is still alive. And, and here we are uh, in front of Sheffield United. So the big updates uh, on the Chelsea side of the uh, Pulisic is back in training. Obviously, Averts is still out. No real surprise, I think, uh, with that. They said Pulisic's uh, hammy was very minor. And him training is a good sign that it is. So... Uh, anything I guess you guys have to add? I mean, it's been 24 hours since we last talked about Chelsea. I don't, you know, I, the, it, these guys just need to rest, really, heading into this one. Do a lot of film, do some regeneration sessions. Uh, you know, the guys that haven't been playing a lot of minutes, keep them sharp, keep them fit, maybe a little bit of squad rotation. I think the, the rotation piece is is now, you know, we're, we're getting into some crazy territory. I mean, after this next international break, you basically enter 
an advanced festive period, Dan, <laughs> because of <laughs> not only the matches being condensed anyway, but I mean, it's going to be, you know, mid-November before Chelsea are back in the Premier League. And then if it's mid-November and we know that the crazy season typically starts like mid-December, you, you don't really have any respite there. So, you know, getting some rotation in for the big matches is going to be key. And I, I think this match this weekend could be an opportunity to do that. Well, and the one thing that did happen between the last recording is now England announced their squad list for the upcoming fixtures. So Reese James makes it in there. Ben Chilwell makes it in there. Mason Mount makes it in there. Tammy Abraham makes it in there. A lot of opportunity potentially. You know, actually, I think it might be really great for Tammy to get some minutes during the international break. Uh, please protect Ben Chilwell at all costs. Please protect mm-hmm. Reese. Like, Reese James can't play. Uh, two out of the three matches because of his sending off. But there were some amazing quotes from Southgate talking about just the, the way he trained, the way he participated, the fact that he's kind of learning from that as a, as a professional, very clearly highly rated by the England side. And what Southgate said was was fantastic. So like that's another thing we have to think about, too, is that a couple of these players are going to go on break. Some will play, some will not play. You're also going to have a couple come back who, you know, maybe like Havertz, you don't know what maybe necessarily the long-term effects are going to be, but he will have not played from basically now in you know, our last match until potentially the next match we play in the Premier League. That, I mean, two, two points about this. First is Southgate called up restreams, even though he can't play two of the three matches. Like that's he, He's one of four left backs. That is or right backs. That is wild. Okay. Like that, that's just, it's a massive show of respect. But it's also kind of dumb, like, because I think this whole exercise that we're going to go through with this stupid international break while Britain's in lockdown, by the way, and a yeah. bunch of other European countries are too, in the middle of a pandemic that's killing hundreds of thousands of people across the world, playing these stupid arbitrary matches makes no sense whatsoever, and they should be canceled. Rant over. Uh, you know, agree. We can barely get through the Premier League. And now we're going to continue to, you know, open up these team camps and let them uh, be exposed to a whole new pool of people and even travel with them. So I agreed, 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 agreed. Uh, so as we talk about the the predicting the predicted 11s starting lineups uh, going into this one, you know, that to your point, there is an international break after this. Chelsea don't play again until November 21st. Would be nice to give these boys a full 10 days rest, you know, something maybe even longer. <laughs> but uh, when you have this many internationals in your team, like most top teams do, it's something you have to balance. So uh, let's go ahead and run through some likely 11s in this match. Um, I think that we'll kind of see where everyone stands when it comes to rotation or lack thereof. So uh, Dan, I'll let you kick this one off, sir. So I'm going to go with the Frank Lampard copy-paste special because we found something that works at the moment. I'm going to take exactly the way that we lined up midweek against Wren. So Mendy, James, Silva, Zuma, Chilwell, Jorginho, Conte Mount with Havertz not being available, Werner, Abraham, uh, and Ziyech. That's it. Just it, It's not broke. Yes, it'll be our last game for a significant period of time. Some of those players will not be going on international duty. So let's let's roll with it. Let's roll with it and let's end this run unbeaten across 11 matches. So is that your predicted lineup as far as like purely what you think Lampard is going to do 
Well, yeah, because I, I mean, I think the I think the 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 four three three is is working well for us. I know that there is a little bit of a, you know, with Jorginho in there versus Havertz and, and Conte playing forward versus um, you know with with Jorginho kind of playing as that base. Definitely not as strong. Uh, I mean, that's where you kind of see the fact that like Billy Gilmore is going to potentially be back after break. You're like, ooh, that's exciting. Um, that is where I think there's maybe some opportunity to potentially be exposed in this match, particularly with the physicality of some of the midfield players in the Sheffield side, uh, which we'll talk about shortly. But I, but I Thiago think this Silva, three nineties in a row. Well, he didn't play ninety minutes, but but you think three matches in a row? Yeah, I mean, I I think he'll he'll get this one. Yes. Okay. All right, Nick. I think Dan is right. I I just. I'm going to throw a wild card in there because I'm kind of, yeah, I'm, I'm hearkening back to when we played them in that terrible three, no match. And I think we looked better when we matched up their formation. So I'm going to hit Mendy, uh, Reese James, right wing back as Silva, Zuma center backs, uh, Chili B left obviously. And then Ingolo Conte and Kovacic in the middle of the park. Um, I think I think you need a little bit more bil- more mo- uh, mobility there than uh, Jorginho offers in a in a three four three, and then Mason Mount Olivier Giroud wild card pick, which uh, I don't think will happen, but I want to see it, and uh, Hakim Ziyech uh, up front because uh, this formation works for Giroud. The, the reason I put him in there is like I think he's the one that can link the midfield to the attack, and I want to see that very badly so i i mean i guess you know we we, we definitely upped tammy in the last match though in the review of, of about ren like are you thinking that he can't do it as well as Giroud right now or like what's your just just minutes just minutes. i mean he played the last two like okay Lampard's gonna have to rotate at some point even if even if he's playing the hot hand i didn't put Werner in there because Werner looked gassed um at, you know, and I think if we keep running him into the ground, that's not going to be good um, moving forward. So, yeah, my my best guess is we start to see rotation where we where we have flexibility and availability. And mm-hmm. I don't think my lineup's right, but it's 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 one way he could go about it. Sure. So I'm um I'm thinking there's going to be a little bit of rotation, especially because we have to. You know, I, I agree. Like, why why should we not see Aspie? You know, right now at this at this moment. Um, you know, he's fresh, he's ready to go. He can, he can help in, in a lineup. So I've got him at right back. I've got Zuma cause he just seems to be the one that is always in. Uh, I'm going to Tamori, right? I'm, I'm wearing my new Tamori kit that. Yeah, buddy. Love as I turn around. Only listening to the audio version. As I, as I turn Brandon around in my chair. In the chair. Yep. Yeah, there you go. Um, so rocking the Tamori kit, I need to speak it into existence. He can't be fourth string. Rudiger is playing in front of him right now. I just, I, I don't get it and I don't like it. Um, Chili B on the left, Ngolakante, Mount Kova in the middle, Ziesh, Tammy, and um, Timo Werner up top. I just, I think he's going to run that attack all the way until he can't. And this is kind of it. So I think Kovacic will come in for Jorginho. Mountain Conte will do the role, uh, and that's it. So I just, I you know, I don't, well, we'll see. I just, it's, we're getting like weird injuries at weird times. Obviously not having Pulisic, 
Callum doesn't seem to anywhere near the lineup. I'd like it, you know, if potentially Callum did was able to come in and give Timo a rest, but he didn't even come in till late in the Ren match. So, you know, I Ziyech is coming off an injury. Timo seems fine. To be fair, though, he wait. I'm saying he needs a rest. He looks sharp. He looks after. He yeah. looks hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I look. I I don't think it, I don't think he's not fit. I just I get really really worried about Lampard running these guys into the ground like exactly some players last year. And so like me, much like you are speaking Tamori into existence, me speaking the lack of soft muscle tissue injuries into existence this year is what I am trying to overcome. Uh, in advance and and that's that's part of the reason why I'm swapping some of these players and like ideally in my lineup if Cho w- was favored I would have put him in over Ziyech I just don't think that that's that's even less realistic than maybe Giroud getting a sniff right now it's just kind of crazy so well again we want to hear what you have to say on the uh the lineup predictions um there's kind of one option if you just play your best 11 maybe you rotate a little bit you just run it until the international break and, and hope for the mm-hmm. best and hope they don't get pick up injuries in the international break. So, um, But, yeah, flipping over to uh, a player that maybe from the Burnley squad that Chelsea needed to make sure that we're paying attention to. to uh, Sheffield United? Sheffield. Freaking Dan and his, his landmines in the freaking script. <laughs> I, had to change, I had to change turf more yesterday, Damn too. Damn it. Who put a question mark on the teleprompter? You know he reads <laughs> No, everything. I will read it. <laughs> Dumb. Oh. Damn it, Dan. Anyways, a Sheffield player that we should be most afraid of. Dan, you're muted. So, Nick. Who are you most afraid of, and how afraid are you really of them? Um, I don't know. I mean, they're, they're a good team. And they're, they're a like good who? team. And, and out I, of 10, how afraid of you are the, that player? Okay. There's a uh, ranking system now? Yeah. Wow, we're adding a new wrinkle because Brandon wants to put me on the spot. Um, all right. I have Rion Brewster as my, as my player that I would be looking out for. Uh, probably a five out of ten is what I'm afraid of. Um, so, you know, just I'll I'll, I'll be sane about that. It's not that it's not, we're not playing prime Leo Messi here, but like uh, Brewster is quick and he's he's pretty physical for his size. He's not a, a huge guy, but he's pretty pretty physical. And depending on how we play defensively, he could give. Uh, the left side or the right side of our defensive lineup. He's on. He's usually on the left side. A little bit of trouble. So, just five out of ten. Rion Brewster. Uh, he's our club record signing. Right. Well, and I wanted the I wanted the the scale because it's like it's no Jamie Vardy. That's my only point. Right. Like he's their, maybe their most threatening player, but it's it's still a, a lukewarm threat. I've got David McGoldrick, obviously for what he did against us at the end of last season. Sometimes players, for whatever reason kind of have a, a have a day against the same team over and over uh, i saw it in college it was unbelievable um and so i'm just wondering if he might be the one that uh for whatever reason turns up against chelsea and so again not super worried it's just one of those things i'm paying attention to so um anyways well since we've muted dan let's go ahead and move on um <laughs> fine he's Dan. back I'm here's back. Your, Surprising. Here's your uh, here's your opportunity. I think it's to me it's it's in the midfield. I think Xander Burge is the one that I'm a little concerned about. He's a six five, six six Norwegian, definitely able to steal well in the midfield. And I 
that's where the Jorginho in my lineup leaves me a little skeptical. I think Mount and Conte together will be able to handle that. I don't know if Burge is moving full speed, if Jorginho in a last-ditch tackle is going to do much to prevent him from advancing forward. So that that would be the one. I'll give it a 6.5 out of 10. Okay. So over to the three reasons why. We're going to start with the positives, why we think Chelsea will win. Um, and I'm going to keep it simple. It's because we're better. Don't need to overcomplicate this. Wow. If we got there, analysis. If we got yes. there and play 7 out of 10, like we should be fine. I, I, I'm just saying that. Like, If you want to know why I think Chelsea will win, it's because we are just blatantly a better team. Now, there's a lot of things that go beyond that, but if I'm just going to stay big picture, come on, lads. It's Sheffield. So, Dan, over to you. No, none of that will haunt Brandon if we don't win. <laughs> no one will bring up the. I don't think anyone's going to argue that, that. I don't think anyone's going to argue that Chelsea's not better than Sheffield. Now, if we don't turn up on the day, that's another thing. But sure, I think it is the attack force that we have. When you think about Timo, Tammy, and Ziyech up front, are a potent attacking trio. They looked really good against Ren, one of the best sides in Ligue 1. They, who are doing much better on their season than Sheffield is doing. And I think we're finding ways to break down stubborn teams. So I am more confident against this type of team now than I would have been last season. Okay. Uh, Nick? I mean, I think if we get an early goal, it's going to be a really good thing because it will mean them playing catch-up and likely having to get out of their defensive shape a little bit more frequently and you know i think once you kind of start to open that can a little bit you know that becomes a little bit easier um once they kind of come out of their shell so i'm i am uh, i'm looking for an early goal hopefully within the first 20 minutes and then you know kind of cruise control from there that was one of the talking points we had last season that chelsea seemed to be so sluggish out the gate do you think that that's something that we've changed this season. We seem to be a lot sharper, a lot earlier in matches. Um, I think it's still too early to say, to be honest. I mean, of course, getting a ninth-minute penalty against Ren <laughs> helps your cause. Um, but, yeah, I, I think it's still too early to say on that. Okay. All right. Um, obviously, if we can get an early goal, make them come out of their shell right away, to your point, that would be massive from a tactical standpoint. Um, okay, so on the flip side, reasons why Chelsea might drop points with a loss or a draw. Uh, again, I'm going to go with fatigued. I don't know how much will rotate. Maybe that backfires because we over-rotated. Maybe it, we under-rotated. You know, if Zuma, like we all have, you know, places essentially sixth game in a row, what's he going to be like? Um, so, again, I just I see the potential for, you know, tired legs. It's, again, we're playing midweek while this team rests midweek thankfully um uh we're at home i believe so Mm -hmm. less travel which is helpful so anyways fatigue is for me nick running up to you though uh yeah i I think if we lose the midfield conclusively again which is what we did in the three nil loss i think that's a bad sign now we haven't lost the midfield very much this year and in fact you know there there have been times where we dominated the midfield but you know that if if we do end up playing a three four three like I projected, and I do not think that will realistically happen, but if we do, it does leave us a little bit vulnerable there since I have three in midfield, and so we're just going to be really careful 
um, about how stretched we get on that front. Um, but I, I think that's where we might lose it. I mean, to Dan's player, he's most afraid of like Sander Burgess is in in that midfield and is, is steel in that midfield. Joe Tweed's talked about Sander Burge as a Chelsea target like two years ago because um, he's that far ahead of the curve most of the time. Um, so I think we've all, I think since Joe mentioned it, you know, we've all kind of looked at him as like, oh, take a peek at Sander Burge. He's, he's very good. So let's just, uh, let's win the midfield. Well, obviously I think, you know, there's a, a lot of different intricacies go into it and there's a lot of different layers, but for the most part, um, you just focus on the macros, right? Keep your defensive shape. You know, transition as a unit. Um, thankfully, Chelsea's uh, you know back backroom staff have a lot of film on Sheffield. Shouldn't really be much of a surprise at this point. Um, you know, their summer signings weren't great. Obviously, we would like to think that uh, Ethan Ampadu is one of the better ones, but. For whatever reason, maybe Nick, you have a good call on that. Calling a sophomore slump, it just it has not clicked whatsoever for them. But they haven't been blown out. They've pretty much been in every single match, including Man City, Arsenal, uh, even Liverpool. So they're they they are stubborn. All right, they don't mm-hmm. go away easy. They just can't seem to finish. And if I'm not even gonna say it, so um, score prediction time. This is where we really make our cheddar. This is where we get sponsored by a gambling app and make some wild predictions that make people filthy rich. So false. Uh, false. All right, Dan. How do we? How <laughs> Not do we get they rich listen here? to me. <laughs> so I'm gonna go with the clean sheet FC continuing our run. I think that we are the team that is in better form. I think that we are in better form than the sides that played them and were able to win. And when they played them. So like we were a better form than City, I would say, in, in that match. I think that we were better form than Liverpool in the match that they played against them. So I'm gonna go with Chelsea two, Sheffield nil. Okay. Well, we'll see how that pays off. Nick. No no mo clean sheets. Sacrificial lamb. I've been this way for a while. I'm I'm happy to do <laughs> wow. it. Look, guys. Look, guys, look, guys. To me Guys, 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 look. Look, guys, <laughs> I I would rather play the role of sacrificial lamb so that we continue this clean sheet run and just be the hero, not that we deserve, but the one that we needed right now, you know? And I think that is where I'm at. 3-1, my prediction, and uh, may the clean sheets continue based off of this wrong prediction. Are you are you trying to basically be like the, the team that tanks because you know there's something good at the end of it? Is that what you're really doing here? No, you realize not, there's no draft pick for you. I'm not tanking. I'm still predicting a heavy win. It's just I, I'm predicting a goal uh, against us so that the clean sheet run continues. Clearly, my predictions have been terrible this year. And thus, now I've True. just accepted it. I've accepted it into my heart that I'm not going to get any right. So instead, I'm going to put all the bad juju on myself so that the team doesn't have it on them. You should let all Frank right. know. All right, all right, all right. I should get um, a medal. I'm going to go three nothing. It's dummy. Well, uh, the spot, the, the kit sponsor seems to be getting a lot of their money, uh, out of this, out of this deal. So until it really trips me up, um, I'm going to stick with it for a while. So three, nothing seems, it seems to be working. So I don't know. We'll figure it out. All right. But like we said, last match for the international break, um, Sheffield United in 19th place, winless, 
you know, we, we, we caught through caution out there with Burnley, did the business. You know, maybe this is a Chelsea team that are putting teams to the sword and making them pay for being bad versus last season when we kind of met them at their badness and dropped points significantly. So um, hopefully it's a different spin. So uh, it'll be good. Saturday, right? 10 a.m. Central is what we figured out. 11, 8 a.m. Western. Pacific? What do you call it out there? Uh, well, we've caught up with them on, on Daylight Savings, right? So 11.30 a.m. Yes. Saturday. There we go. 9.30 a.m. Pacific. Dan gets to sleep in, baby. I know. And, and day drink. Yeah. Oh, it'll be good. All right. Um, all right. Well, thanks so much for joining us, Chelsea fans. It's been great. Uh, get involved. Let us know your lineups. We'll get them posted on social media so you can engage with us there. Uh, obviously, the, the match day Discord will be hopping, so make sure to get in before that if you want to get involved. Uh, Nick and Dan, gentlemen, thank you so much. Whew, number four of the week. It's been, a, it's been a heck of a week for many reasons, but it uh, feels good to finally have uh, a Friday tomorrow, which means the Chelsea play on Saturday. So, um, yeah, I think that's going to wrap us up. You guys feel good? Anything else you want to throw out there? I'm just waiting to see if you get the outro right. I mean, how long are you guys going to do this? I'm going to, well, until you get it right. Uh, I will I will quickly plug our 500th episode yeah. uh, contest that we're running since we didn't do our typical intro today. Um, send us a tweet. Send us an email. Send us a DM um, with your favorite memory, catchphrase, moment, whatever. And, uh, and you will be entered in to win one of five Nike Vapor kits, like the one that Brandon is wearing right now. Look at that thing. I didn't get the Vapor. I went, I went economical. Oh. Oh. But it'll still be really nice, I promise. It'll yeah, be good. The, the Vapors are nice, and, and uh, we will give you the choice of whatever home away or third. I recommend the third, frankly, because I have it. <laughs> and uh, and uh, whatever player you want of your choice. So send us an email, tweet, whatever, uh, video, voice message, um, and... Yeah. Uh, do that libp 500 hashtag if you can use it that would be super awesome yep we'll appreciate it anyways that's gonna wrap us up chelsea fans so next time you know what to do keep the blue flag flying high you messed it up dude i almost had it so until next time chelsea fans you you know what to do you said so next time get out of here i don't have time for this bullshit listen back to the tape Awesome. Yep. We'll appreciate it. Anyways, that's going to wrap us up. Chelsea fans. So next dance. So next dance. So next dance. So next dance. So next dance.